This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thank you for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. This week, we've been talking about questions related to retaliation. And so today's question, Michael, is, is suing someone retaliation and therefore sinful? Well, let's read what Jesus says. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, <laughs> tunic, all right, you have him, one of those, yeah, right? Let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Let's go back to this suing one. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him take your cloak as well. <sighs> okay, let's answer the question. Is suing someone retaliation and therefore sinful? Mm, nuanced? Maybe. It depends. It depends. Sometimes, sometimes lawsuits happen to make something right. Yes. Because there's somebody who won't make it right. Mm-hmm. So there are different categories. So Christians should not sue Christians um, by and large. Like there are now, there are some circumstances that like modern day government is very different than first century Jewish courts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right. there, there are some differences. And this is where like we got to think kind of critically, you know, about about these things. By and large, though, the default should be that Christians should not sue other Christians. Should not have to. But Non-Christians, there's actually not a lot of parameters there. And sometimes the only way for justice to happen is through the courts and, and the legal system, you right. know? So um, it's it's not unfair if um, uh, if a drug company produces a drug that harms my children for me to file a lawsuit against them. Mm-hmm. That's it's an acceptable route of justice, sure. you know? Now, it could be retaliation, right? There's a fine line yes. between retaliation and justice. Mm-hmm. So if your motive is just pure, I'm going to get them back, yeah. well, you you have a different problem. If, on the other hand, your motivation is justice needs to be served, mm-hmm. and God is for Christians pursuing justice. They're right. very different motivations, which comes from very different places. And sometimes— uh, Things make us angry, and anger is a good motivation for justice. There are injustices mm-hmm. that should make you angry, right? And that you should take every legal route to go make them better, right? Agreed. But then there are some things that anger can can motivate us to pure bitterness and yeah. selfishness. Sometimes we sue just because we want money. Um, there's this whole um, I'm trying to think of the right word for underbelly of society. That is just lawsuit happy. Oh, absolutely. People just have the freedom to sue at will. Mm-hmm. And they don't even think twice about it. It's just normal for them, you know? And that's that's a different category of, I just don't quite understand that. But in the place of justice, and, and this was, again, where I would probably say, get pastors and elders and wise counselors in your church. Let them be an umbrella of protection around sure. you so that you don't have to unnecessarily walk into a circumstance. Let them listen to you and tell you what's really motivating mm-hmm. you. Let them yes. process with you who you're suing, why you're suing, when you're suing. It's just not that easy. But maybe, maybe a better way to say it is, it's probable that if you're suing someone, um, it's probable that there are going to be motivations of anger and bitterness in you that you got to right. kill. Yeah, you got to you got to keep those in check and say, okay, am I suing for justice or am I suing to really get even with them or get them even better than they got me? Yep, 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 yep. So, Tim, let's just ponder. Let's pontificate. Okay. okay. Um, what would be an acceptable circumstance where you have two Christians, uh, they go to the same church, okay? okay? 
and you would encourage one to sue the other. Oh my goodness. You put me on the spot here. I'm trying I, to think. I've never thought about it either. I was actually asking you because I don't know what I think. Yeah, I that would have to be beyond the realm of what the pastors or elders have spoken in, and we are at an impasse. Mm -hmm. There could be, there's some legal ramifications that the pastors cannot speak into or the elders can't speak into as far as advice. But normally, if there are two Christians, especially if there are two Christians at the same church, there should be some way in which the there can be mediation from the elder board, from the pastors, and say, okay, based on what I'm hearing, this is what person A should do for person B. Mm -hmm. There should be able, they should be able to, with God's word and the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, be able to bring some kind of reasonable conclusion to this. Let me ask you, let's go deeper. Um, what if two Christians own companies? Okay. Um, and one company promises a service. Mm -hmm. um, the other company pays them for it, but it's not, it, basically there's a violation of contract, whether it's the quality of the service right. or whatever. Let's say you're dealing with $100,000, you know? Mm -hmm. okay. And the company that paid the money wants their money back or a portion of their money back because they had to go hire somebody else to fix it and make it right, all this stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. you can imagine a yes. circumstance yes. like this actually coming in. Oh, I lived something like this not too long ago at a previous church. Yeah. We hired a company to actually do a, a, a project for us. And uh, they did their work. And in the contract, it said, okay, we have done the preliminary work. If you choose at some future date not to finish what we've done, then we will get a penalty charge for, I think it was 10% of the overall project. So they did some preliminary work. They said, your project is X amount of dollars. And if you want to finish it, that's what it's going to cost you. If you choose at some point not to finish this project, you owe us a 10% penalty. Well, that Because they were hoping that you were going to pay them later to finish right. it. So they're yep. making a small investment now, hoping you would hire them for, later yes. for the bigger project. And so that is one of those situations that as a church, that was the fine print in the contract that our, uh, a couple of our elders signed off on. And as we sat down to mediate this conversation, because one of our elders said, hey, we've, we finally have made a decision. It's been five years. We are not going to move in this direction. And the company then pulled out the contract and said, by the way, you know that if you now are saying you're not going to finish this, you owe us X amount of dollars. And it was a big number. And I mean, it was, it was a five-digit number. Mm. And most churches can't naturally absorb a, a five-digit number, you know, just because, you know, we didn't finish a project that we paid them to do the work on. We tried to have a conversation with the company and saying, look, you're a Christian company. We're a Christian church. This is really kind of unfair. I mean, it's really unfair to say you want us to pay for something that we're not going to have you do. It was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. It was a but, bad contract. But the church signed it. But we signed it. So we did get our lawyer involved, and the lawyer said, now, look, you, you guys, you did sign this contract, and you didn't show me this contract before you signed it. Hmm. Now you're stuck with the results, which is you agreed to make this, make this right. And so we had to end up settling, and we settled for uh, about 25% of that, but it was still a five-digit number. Yep. So if you could go back and counsel the team that made that decision, would you say, 
Uh, the only reason you settled was you were trying to get away with not fulfilling your commitment. The reason that we settled for less was because of the deal that it was. And there was other extenuating circumstances mm -hmm. that every situation is unique. Every situation is a little different. It was a bad practice. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't make that decision again to, to ever sign no. a contract like yeah, that, right? I yeah. would have never made that decision, but that right. wasn't my decision to make. But we signed that contract. It's like and, credit card debt. Yeah. It's a really terrible practice to have 21 or 23% interest rates or 18% or whatever they are. Yeah. But if you purchase with the card and you get the card, you're signing the contract. Now you're signing the contract you know, and you're agreeing to do that. It might be dumb, but like you're going to reap what you sow. This was the advice of our lawyer. He said, look, make them an offer. Offer them 25% in cash, you know, write them out a check, see if they'll settle. But because he told us, if we go to court, you're going to lose and you're going to pay the whole amount. This company would have been right and just to hold us at what we agreed to. How generous that they, and they, they're free to make the decision yeah. to, you know, to give you 25% of that number. And Hopefully it, they felt like a little bit like they took advantage of a church. Yeah, I would hope they would think that, hey, you know, you know we walked away with money that we really didn't cost us anything yep. to do, but, you know. Interesting. That's where, like, two people can own a company, for example, um, but we'll say people who work for them are making decisions that, that uh, leave them in a bind. You yeah. know, you could have two Christian uh, business owners who you could have $100,000 on the line and it's a disagreement of, no, we did what you asked. No, yeah. you didn't. And you'd love to say you could get the elders involved, but honestly, at some point when you're dealing with that much that money, much money I, I could see a world where you could bring mediation in or something of the sorts, but like to avoid at all costs, you know, and ultimately someone's got to make the decision because somebody has the money and the other person wants it. And the person who wants it is typically the one who's going to, is going <laughs> to yes. like, uh, is going to sue because yeah. I want my money. So as we say that it's, it is thick, but this is where uh, the elders give you an umbrella over your, of protection over you, which is why to be in a great church with great elders who have Yes. Pure motivations as far as you can tell and handle money well and do things generally above board is going to be like a really important thing for you mm -hmm. in your local church. And uh, there's a lot of local churches who aren't run well. And it's hard because it makes me wonder what kind of advice are you going to give me privately if yes. publicly you're making these kind of decisions, you know? So yep. we have one more question on retaliation yeah. for Friday. What is, uh, what is that one? And this one is going to be a little difficult for us to... Uh, process, and it is, does God retaliate against Christians? Mm. What does that mean, and what does that look like, and is that even true? Mm. So please come back next time. Mm.